Today we celebrate the special gift given to Mary by God at the conclusion of her earthly life. She has assumed body and soul into heaven to be with her son. Tonight, I want to explore, through the life of Mary, what it means to be a friend. Our world and our church are in need of a renewal of holy friendship. To have a true friend is worth more than mountains of gold and silver. Scripture says a faithful friend is a sturdy shelter and a life-saving medicine. Not everyone can live the partnership of married life. Not everyone can live or join a vowed community of religious life. But every disciple can build holy friendships founded on love and companionship in the Lord even friendships that blossom into eternity. The scriptures today speak of Mary as woman, as mother, and as queen. Mary is also friend. Even though the word friend is not used explicitly of Mary today, she is still friend to Jesus and friend to us. Jesus said at the Last Supper, I no longer call you servants, but friends, because a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. We can certainly say of Our Lady that she is included among the friends of Jesus. God the Father made known to her what he was doing when he gave her the gift of his Son at the Annunciation. She was also Jesus' first disciple and also his most faithful disciple. And so, Mary is woman, mother, queen, yet also friend. Mary of Nazareth wants to be a friend to us, and she wants us to be friends with her. And we can see in Mary the distinct marks of true friendship. As we hope to join her in heaven one day, Let's tonight allow her to teach us what it means to be true friends of Jesus. First of all, among the hallmarks of true friendship, true friends serve the good of the other. The good of the other. We know there are different kinds of friends. Ordinary friends who can share many different things together, common interests, having a good time, Sports, business ventures, and all those are good things. But true friends desire the best thing for one another. They do everything for the sake of the other, and they want the other to have what is truly good. And the highest good is God. What Mary wants to share most with her friends is Jesus. She's a true friend to Elizabeth and Zechariah when she brings the presence of the incarnate Son of God to them in her womb. Even John the Baptist, the friend of the bridegroom, leaps for joy inside of Elizabeth. Now, from her place in heaven, Mary intercedes for us and loves us, desiring that we, her friends, would encounter and come to love Jesus. 
Just as Mary desires our eternal well-being, so we should desire this for our friends as well. We want our friends to have Jesus. Secondly, true friends communicate. They speak and listen to each other, especially from the heart. When Mary utters her song of praise, the Magnificat, to Elizabeth, we see how Mary, as a true friend, shares what God has done in her life and what God means to her. She shares honestly and deeply about her life, and even dares to say that all generations will call her blessed. She also listened to Elizabeth and how God was changing her life, even in her old age. And furthermore, Mary's a friend to us because she shares her heart with us through the communion of saints, and we can share our heart with hers. She's present at every liturgy. She prays for us to her son. She hears us through every Hail Mary. She shares our joys and our sorrows. She's our traveling companion on the road of discipleship. We can converse with Mary, our friend, even from this side of heaven. She teaches us how to communicate with each other from the heart and to share what God is doing in our lives. Here's a third mark of friendship. True friends support each other. True friends support each other. And three of the biggest ways friends support each other are through affection, correction, and silence. Affection is the kindness, closeness, warmth, and love given freely between friends. Affection is expressed in many little exchanges that deepen trust and express how much one cares. True friends never seem to exhaust the multiplicity of these gestures, encouragements, gifts, quality time, acts of service, and many other creative ways. True friendships, however, also include correction. Friends want to help each other overcome their flaws and imperfections, and sometimes they need to talk about what is not good in each other. This correction is painful, but it shows the commitment to seeking the holiness of the friend. When a friendship is based in Jesus, it's strong enough to endure correction. Far from those moments being burdens, they become opportunities to grow in humility and to offer mercy. In addition to affection and correction, silence is also an important way friends support each other. Silence is an essential part of conversation, a time just to be, a time just to listen. Silence opens up space for friends to lean into new places of trust and vulnerability. Mary's life had all these things too. Her life expressed affection, correction, and silence. Constantly, she was offering affection to her friends, especially when she went in haste to the hill country to help her pregnant relative Elizabeth, not to mention the many ways she devoted herself to Jesus and Joseph in the home. Mary also offered correction. 
We think of her frank words to the servants at Cana when they ran out of wine. To those who were fearing what would happen next, she simply said, Do whatever my son tells you. And many of the messages of Our Lady over the centuries have included corrections to us, warnings to repent, to believe in her son, and to pray for sinners. Finally, Mary is the woman of silence par excellence. At the Annunciation, she waits in loving silence for the Father to speak his word into her flesh. Then at the cross, we see most profoundly how her silence embraces Christ, her Son, and her friend. She wordlessly supports Jesus with her silent gaze so that he can utter his word of mercy to the Father. All these moments teach us how to live out holy friendship. From Mary's place within the Holy Trinity, she continues to support us with affection, correction, and silence also. The tender sweetness of her love for us, her children, never runs out. The helpful correction she offers to us is always given so that we would not be distant from Jesus. And even in the crosses of our life, her silence is not one of absence, but of loving attention and constant presence. She meets our eyes as we pass from our own Golgothas to the dawn of our own resurrection mornings. Finally, we know that true friends simply desire to be together. Jesus prayed himself, If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and take you to myself, so that where I am you may be also. Jesus wants us to be with him. Mary wants us to be with her. Mary is crowned with glory next to her son, decked with gold in the halls of the king. But she beckons that we will be drawn up also with her. She prays for us to give our lives entirely to Christ, our true friend, the friend of sinners, the friend of the soul. Where she has gone is where we hope to be one day, among the friends of God and the splendor of the kingdom. Let's raise the eyes of our hearts tonight to our loving sister and mother and queen and friend. One ancient title of Mary is, She is the Star of the Sea, the star that guides sailors and travelers and navigators across the storms of life. As we travel across the stormy waters of our lives, Mary reflects the light of Christ to her friends. Enthroned in heaven, but not far from us, she is the star of the sea. She guides us onward. She gives us hope. She imparts the light of Christ to us. Until we come to the safe harbor of heaven, look to the star. Look to Mary. Mary, our friend, will guide us to Jesus.